Don't drink it yet. We haven't started recording. I'm, I'm just smelling it. Just smelling it. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. why. So <laughs> it, we're off to a great start already. Uh, so I'm I'm Stuart and, and I'm Michael on the uh, AM radio presenter's voice. And we uh, are tonight drinking tequila, mezcal, but specifically we're drinking tequila. Tequila specifically, yes. You you are of course listening to a good drop. Why else would you tune in and uh, listen to us? Mm. Cheers, each other. Cheers. Wow. So uh, this is some nice tequila we're drinking. Yeah, it, uh, it really feels like uh, doing the old... Uh, Lick, sip, suck would be a complete waste with this tequila. This yeah. is definitely a sipping sure tequila. Would. The Espelon Tequila Reposado. You're yes. going to hear plenty of bad Spanish accents from me tonight. That I'm is sure. our, uh, our good drop for the day. The Espelon Tequila Reposado. Mm. Which uh, is um, actually handcrafted from 100% blue agave in uh, the acclaimed San Nicolas distillery in the Los Altos region of Jalisco in Mexico. Oh, I'm sure they added yeast and water to it. Oh, un- undoubtedly. <laughs> but uh, 100% blue agave, apparently. I'm, I'm guessing that just means that the agave they used was it's only blue agave. blue agave. Yes. But yeah, it's good stuff, guys. It, it is. It's, um, it's bold, full-bodied tequila with... Uh, Vanilla and brown spice flavors and a long, spicy finish. Now, that's mm. that's reading straight from their descriptive text, but it's actually accurate. It's pretty good. Pretty it, good. it does indeed have a long, spicy finish, and it's we, we are sipping it from uh, from the glasses that you see in the picture. And these um, snifters like real connoisseurs. Mm. And literally, I could not imagine any other way of drinking this. It's... Remarkably smooth for a tequila. Well, it's yeah. It a uh, key to a good alcohol seems to be lack of afterburn. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, lack of that fire feeling in your mouth mm, and throat. And certainly, over over the years, I have well and truly shotted many a tequila mm. that. You were like, yes, feel the burn. But no, you don't want to feel the burn. You want to taste the flavors. We've, uh, we've grown up a little, guys. Yes, we want to <laughs> taste the rainbow of real fruit flavors coming from, uh, from this lovely tequila. Yeah, It's been an experience starting this podcast. We've, uh, we've gone from not really knowing... Well, I've certainly gone from not knowing too much about alcohol to drinking really nice whiskeys and spirits and uh just you know learning about what i'm drinking yes we 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 had a a decent knowledge and a decent taste in all these things but research has i would say layman's knowledge really well speak for yourself Stuart. speak for yourself i had a layman's knowledge (laughs) of all this all this alcohol i was drinking like i knew a bit and like i i understood that you know Vodka's usually made from potatoes and whiskey's made from corn usually. 
and rum's made from molasses. But beyond that, I didn't know. Yeah, and, and certainly further research and knowledge. I mean, knowing something about what you're drinking really does enhance the experience, I think. It sure does, because it adds extra levels to what you're drinking. Yes, so do keep listening to us, good listeners, as... Uh, as we drink more tequila. Yes, we drink more tequila and expand your beverage consumption horizons. Couldn't have put it better. Right, and so well, while we are still enjoying this fantastic tequila, I mean, it's, it, it's our good drop. So it's one where the, the price is very reasonable. It's just, like, just above $50 for the bottle. That's... Not bad. And well but and truly worth the entrance fee. For a tequila this nice? Like the last time I had a tequila this nice, I think I paid $80 for it. It was mm. a 1800 tequila. Oh, wow. Well. Really good stuff. But um, this Espelon is really, like, it's probably an, on an equal playing field. Well, mm, this stuff has uh, actually won five awards since 2011. It uh, won a gold medal at the 2011 San Francisco World Spirit Awards, the Silver Outstanding Medal at the 2013 International Wine and Spirits Competition. It was a finalist in the 2014 Ultimate Spirits Challenge, which sounds, know, sounds, awesome. sounds like something that you want to be a finalist in. I mean, that's... The Ultimate Spirits Challenge. Ultimate Spirits Challenge, 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 Challenge. <laughs> it uh, also won bronze in the 2016 International Wine and Spirits Comp, and silver at the uh, 2016 San Francisco World Spirits Awards. Hmm. So it's, it's done pretty well for a, what, what is price-wise at least, a mid-range tequila. Mid-range tequila. Good stuff. I mean, it's, it's the same sort of price bracket as, uh, as our odd drop, mm. <laughs> which, um, which is uh, donkey piss tequila. Donkey piss tequila. And uh, according to... Because we, we couldn't actually locate Donkey Piss Tequila to try it. No. But uh, according to reviews that I have found... It's the, while uh, it's the, the brainchild of famous inventor Jeff D. Myers. Mm, uh, apparently, while it's quite good, it's not as good as other tequilas you can get in the price bracket. Mm. And again, 100% agave uh, produced by uh, Compagna... Destilladora de hmm. Zame. Yeah, so it, it does come out of a distillery that um, some award-winning tequilas have come out of. They're, they're tequila makers who know what they're doing. Hmm. There's no doubt about that. They just decided on a funny name this time. Yeah, so I mean, you're, basically you're paying a little bit extra to have a bottle of something called Donkey Piss with the front of the label has a donkey's head on it and the back literally has a donkey's backside and says, don't be an ass." <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, you, you pay for the joke of it, really. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's dig into the history of tequila dig into some a history. little bit. Well, let, let's start with uh, what is tequila? Mm, that's a good starting point, yes. What, what is it? It's a distilled, uh, distilled alcoholic beverage made from the sap of the, of agave, the agave plant. plant. Yeah, In, indeed. And... Uh, in fact, the, the beginnings of mezcal, remembering that while all tequilas are mezcals, not all mezcals are tequilas, the beginning of mezcal can actually be dated back to around 1000 BC 
Well, there are records of uh, Aztecs and Olmecs, Olmecs producing a fermented drink called Polk, which was also made from the sap of the agave plant. Polk? Polke? Uh, polke, probably. Probably, because we're, we're murdering the Spanish language here. So probably <laughs> Polke. But, Damn English um, speakers. Yeah, but it's, it's believed that distillation of agave actually um, began in the... 1400s when the Spanish Inquisition joined, when, yeah, came to Mexico. Came to Mexico, they ran out of brandy. They needed something to drink, so, so they improvised. They improvised and uh, using mud and agave distilled what we now know as mezcal. Of course, it wasn't until the 1500s when the Spanish government opened a trade route between uh, Manila and Mexico that things really started to happen, and then the early 1600s when the Marquis of Altamira built the first large-scale distillery in what is now known as Tequila Jalisco, which is, of course, where most good tequila... Well, I mean, all tequilas are made in tequila, but Jalisco specifically is home to a lot of... A lot of big distilleries. A lot of the big distilleries, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, of course, commercial distillation of tequila was actually started by the uh, Guevo family in 1758. And we, we'd all have heard of Guevo. Jose Cuervo. In, indeed. And uh, that was followed by the uh, Sousa family in 1873. And uh, the uh, Don Senobo Sousa is um, actually largely credited with identifying blue agave as the best kind of agave for producing tequila and basically giving tequila the distinctive taste as different from mezcal that it now has mm. because tequilas have to be made with blue agave. It's good stuff. Well, that segues into our next section, how to, like what it's made from. Indeed. So the agave plant is a... I don't know, it looks more like a grass tree. Like, yeah. if anyone's seen an aloe vera plant. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, of aloe vera. Yeah. But like a taller, bushier sort of an aloe plant. Mm. So they, uh, they grow these plants and they regularly trim off the stalks or the leaves from them to keep it, keep it down, I guess. And the... Um, so what the, the what they make the tequila out of is this is the sap which they get from the heart of the agave plant which can weigh up to 70 80 kilos for um for just one. Yeah, and of course they then distill that using the same process as every other distilled alcohol. Well they they boil it first to get the sap out and then mm. distill yeah. it with our everyone's favorite bacteria. Yeast. Yes, and then of course they filter and they distill again and they filter and they distill again and, and then just they like age. Yep, and they tequila is one of the good, one of the few alcohols that ages well. Mm. And they they put it in uh, different kinds of uh, of wood barrels. The uh, eighteen hundred tequila uses uh, French oak, I believe. I think it does. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, um, yeah, the different ones use different kinds of wood, but I believe they all use. Wood of some kind in their in their barrels that they mm. age in probably gives well, it the nicest flavor too. Particular. Well, it would. 
because I, I know I wouldn't drink a tequila if it tasted like steel. No, that's, that's very true. Well, it wouldn't taste like much. I mean, as, as we know from vodka, steel adds no flavor. Yes. Or if you've got poor quality steel, it adds a metallic flavor. Yeah, yes, exactly. Have you ever tried licking the zip on your jacket? I have <laughs> not, but I'm going to guess that it tastes, <laughs> tastes like, like something. Tastes like yeah. brass. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's um, let's talk about margaritas while we're talking about making things. Tequila rose, tequila daisy, daisy. Yes, originally originally known as the tequila, tequila daisy. daisy. Uh, was yeah, drink? during uh, during nineteen in nineteen thirty six, apparently, just after prohibition ended. Just after in the prohibition, US. yeah, because during prohibition, of course. People from America were traveling down to Tijuana so they could drink, at which time they got hooked on tequila. Mm. And then in 1936, an Irishman by the name of Madden accidentally stumbled upon, quote-unquote accidentally, stumbled upon a drink that he at the time named the Tequila Daisy. Mm. He probably called it that in Spanish. mm. So it would have been Tequila Margarita. Yeah, and it's now, of course, just known as the Margarita. Mm. And uh, so that that is a cocktail that's been around for quite some time, though not nearly as long as the drink that it's made on. Eighty, about eighty years. Yeah, yeah, about eighty years. Not bad at all. It's a it's a tasty cocktail if you like the sweeter ones. Yeah, well, I mean, the and salty, sweet and salty. I mean, that's the real that's the real trick of it. Mm. That salt around the rim of the glass does make the difference. You you spoke earlier about a lip sick and suck. Yes, that's. I don't. I think that's a American invention. The the lick sip suck where so you, you pour lick a little bit salt. of salt on yeah. your hand. And you you lick that up. Take a shot of your cheap tequila or cheap mezcal, and, and then, then you suck a lemon to get rid of the burning aftertaste. Yeah. from cheap tequila or from cheap mezcal. Cheap, tequila, cheap mezcal, exactly. Exactly, and uh, I suppose we can't talk about tequila and mezcal without mentioning how there are a number of brands that put interesting things in the bottles. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, anything, any mezcal with a worm in it, it isn't tequila. Yeah. It's a marketing ploy by the people who make it to make people want to buy it. Mm, Well, because if it's not made in tequila, it's not tequila. Mm. And if it's... It's like champagne. It's got strict making guidelines, yeah. production guidelines. So if you add a worm to it, it ain't tequila anymore. Mm, exactly. It has to be made in tequila. has to be made with blue agave. Can't have a worm in it. Can't have a worm in it. Which but is the, interestingly enough, it's the, the worm larvae of the of moth that lives on the agave plant. Interesting indeed. Now, <coughs> what I do find interesting is the uh, scorpion tequila. I believe that actually is a tequila. They call it a tequila. Is it? And it it contains a scorpion, but I'm not sure that a scorpion would change the flavor. No, I would say it's a marketing ploy as well. Oh, oh no doubt. I mean, a- any number of things are to get your attention. I mean, donkey piss is a marketing ploy. Mm. There's a, a vodka you can get with a, a blade of grass in it. Interesting. I forget what it's called, though. Grass vodka? That's like an ox blade vodka or something like oh, that. Oh, of course it would be, yes. But um, 
Yeah, at any rate, though, the the worm's not so bad. Like, you had I've, the worm I've, I've had the worm. I've oh. I've had mezcals where there were several worms. Several. And no, no thanks. I, I had all the worms. <laughs> and and others they, where there were several, and we shared the worms between us. Like, it was like there were three of us. There were three worms. We had a worm mm. each. <laughs> It's yeah. a flavor explosion. Is it though? When, when when you bite into it and it kind of pops in your mouth and then it's just that extreme mezcal taste. You can't see the look of horrifying disgust on my face that I'm giving Nickel at the moment. Yeah, I mean, com- compared to compared to drinking this uh, Espelon, though, it's it's a terrible, terrible thing, and uh, we recommend against it. Find a really nice tequila and enjoy that. Without the need for lemon, without the need for salt, no. without the need for slamming it back fast so you don't have to taste it. You want to taste this. Yeah. Although, first time I, I had 1800, I was still shotting it because I didn't know that to enjoy it, you have to drink it out of a bigger glass like all your other drinks. Mm. Let, let it breathe fine a bit. Spirits. Mm. Yeah. So, we, you and I shotted some. And I, w- I thought, yeah, I don't need to chase this with lemon or salt. Mm. It's nice enough as it is. Mm. And I, I didn't anyway, but that's because I mm. usually don't. No, but it was, it's really good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's our top drop for tonight too. It is. In fact, our top drop for tonight is not just the standard 1800 or the 1800 silver. It's the 1800 Anejo tequila. Which is... Which means aged. Yeah, it's right up there. Mm. Like some very crisp stuff. It's... uh, How many awards has it won? Oh, gosh, I I missed that one. I was so busy looking up... uh, Donkey Piss. Looking up Donkey Piss and how many awards the Espelon had won because I was impressed by the number of awards that a mid-range tequila would win that I completely overlooked the, the top drop. I hoped that you would find the number of awards it had won. Well, it's won the... Uh, the s- at the 2008 San Francisco Wine and Spirits Competition, uh, the Añejo won uh, the silver medal. And in 2009, Bloomberg Business Week named the 1800 Select Silver one of the world's 20 best-tasting tequilas. So, uh, wine enthusiasts place the 1800 collection and ex- an extra Añejo in its 96 to 100 scoring category. So, it's really good stuff. The brand is a top, top brand. They, uh, they, they were launched in 1975 as a premium sipping tequila. Mm, and certainly in that price bracket, that is exactly what you want. But mm. um, it's definitely, it's worth what you pay for it. it. It's worthy of the top drop. Both in price and in flavor. In, in price and in flavor, indeed. indeed. Because the, the 1800, while well, we haven't tried the aged, it, no. it is the same tequila from the same place. It's just better than what we had. Mm. And what we had was so nice that we know... That this top drop, this top drop is, is worthy of its name. Oh yeah, I mean, if, if we weren't buying the good drop, we'd have bought the top drop. Yeah. Well, we were going to buy this drop because they uh, 
There was a gift package. There was. There, there was a gift package that came with pure agave nectar, and it was sold out when I finally no. went to the bottle shop. I was so disappointed because not only did it come with a bottle of agave nectar, it was a couple of dollars cheaper <laughs> than that one by itself. For, for some reason, that's, that's marketing for you right there. But well, it, explains, it was a great marketing mm, strategy. It explains why it was sold out, really. Mm. It sure does. So, uh, got any good tequila stories? Oh, I've got bad tequila stories, by which I mean stories about bad tequila. <laughs> well, let's we'll stop there. Because I uh, was once at a party where um, somebody had taken a bottle of homebrew tequila. Oh, no. And everybody tried a little bit of it, and it was decidedly so terrible that nobody wanted to drink it. So I said, give it to me. <laughs> I will accept this challenge. And I finished off the bottle. It wasn't a large bottle. You know, only about 400, 300 mil, something like that. You know, only a little one. Yeah. But, but um, it was it some was nasty <laughs> burning. How was your head the next day? Oh, th this was a long time ago. Oh, so pre-hangover days. Um, yeah, well, I mean, back, I can't remember whether I had a hangover or not because it was so, so, so long ago. Yeah. And it, it was a friend's 18th, and I'm pretty sure she's in her late 20s or early 30s now, so we're, we're going back a ways. That'd be a good 10 years or so. Yeah. Wow. No, but, I, I yeah, really I remember the burn, though. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember that I never want to have homebrew tequila again. No, I can't imagine it would be a, a, a good example of something you'd brew mm. yourself. You know, I've had some very nice homebrew alcohols over the years, like mm. some friends who make some very nice homebrew beers and make some very nice homebrew whiskies and some very nice homebrew rums. But I think tequila is one of those things that you just should leave it up to the pros. Leave it up to the Mexicans. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm. I haven't really got any good stories. It's pretty boring for me in tequila. Just shot after shot after shot. Yes, one tequila, two tequila, three, three tequila, tequila floor. floor. Yeah. Mm. I had a T-shirt that said that once, years ago. Mm. Yes, back back when we used to say that. Yes. Yes. And when you down them just as quickly. Yeah, just as fast as the rhyme goes, oh. you just be bang, 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 bang. Nah. Yeah. Those, uh, those were messier times. And we don't condone that sort of behavior now. We, we don't. No. We think a good appreciation of the flavors of it is significantly better hmm. than the banging headache you'll get the day after shutting half a bottle. It sure is. Plus, you get to talk and connect with friends when, yes, you're, exactly. when you're sipping and not slamming. Yeah, very true. Mm. Very true indeed. And really, that, that is what good, responsible alcohol consumption is about. It's about a medium to help you relax. A social lubricant. A social will. lubricant indeed, yes. So you don't go too hard, because we've... We've all done that, and we've told the tales, and we'll undoubtedly tell more tales in episodes to come of times when we went too hard and we now know better. So good listeners, learn from us. 
and uh, just just appreciate it. Da -da 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 -da. Newsflash: Can bats save tequila? A trip to the American grocery store is wife, wife rife with the existential struggle for conscientious consumers. Do we want conventional pesticide sprites, tomatoes grown somewhere far away, but technically priced at a dollar ninety nine a kilo, or shall we, or are we going to shell out five dollars for the organic ones from a farm down the street? What is it? Answer me. <laughs> um, probably the cheap ones, honestly. Keep the Mexicans in a job if you're in America. <laughs> So drinkers are apparently facing a similar conundrum with bottles of tequila at cocktail bars and corner stores nationwide. The consequences involving bats, the health of farm workers and the fate of the entire industry are arguably more apocalyptic. Gee, that sounds dramatic, doesn't it? It, it does. It does indeed. This is an article from Vine Pair, the, uh, I guess, alcohol website like a alcohol blog post blog site right and uh, but really how how can you have imported tequila versus local tequila when anything produced locally wouldn't be tequila that's a very good question i would love to know <laughs> maybe it's as, like craft yeah, mezcal as as would i and i suppose i mean that will they even be able to get the real thing once the walls up that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the real question so, it looks like, uh, no, i got no idea. It goes on for a bit. So, a lengthy story. Does it get to the point? Uh, not really. Oh, it's just somebody whinging about... Uh, trickle-down effect from more people drinking tequila, which means more people growing tequila, which means people are taking shortcuts with growing agave. Oh. And so it says, as the pressure on agave farmers increases to produce more, in some cases production practices become more irresponsible. Uh, and I imagine that's where the bats come into it. Well, it, I haven't even seen a mention of bats yet. No, this surely. article is lying to me. It's like clickbait. Oh. I think I just clicked on a clickbait you, you, you article. Clicked on a clickbait article. What, what is it selling you? What 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 are you being sold by that article? Because if it, if it's clickbait, it's actually selling you something. Maybe it's saying don't buy cheap tequila. Uh, genetic this guy from the University of Mexico has studied genetic diversity of remaining blue agave plants for several decades. His findings show now that more than 16, 160 million plants are clones of only two plants. This places blue agave production and by extension the tequila industry at incredible risk, like um, bananas. Yeah. Like, so that's interesting. I didn't know uh, tequila or agave plants were clones. Yeah, neither did I. I mean, they, they grow wild in Mexico, but I suppose as, as with a lot of places, development 
would be removing the wild plants and then you'd be left just with plantations. Yeah. Just like the um the phil phylloxera bug nearly decimated France's wine industry. How curious. Mm. Indeed. Well, this uh, the story goes on. It's a long, long story. Jeez. So, uh, don't buy cheap tequila. I think is the bottom line. Mm, the the moral of the story: don't buy cheap tequila. We've we've basically been telling you that all all episode <laughs> anyway. Don't. I, I just had to skim through a whole four-page article to get come to that conclusion. What a waste of time. Yeah, so you, you can either smack yourself in the face with a metaphorical sledgehammer by drinking cheap tequila. Or, or I can pour myself a nice glass of yes, good tequila. Something nice and smooth. In fact, I might do so now. And On air. Speaking of something nice and smooth, let's uh, briefly talk about what's going to be mentioned in our next episode. Which oh, yeah, is, guys. Uh, next episode's great. Absinthe is what we'll be talking about next. It's a uh, from from Sweden, Switzerland, Switzerland, Damn. from Switzerland. Yes, Switzerland. it is a spirit from Switzerland. Though it is commonly mistaken for being a liqueur, not a liqueur, actually no, it's a spirit. Too too high alcohol mm. content. Yeah, there's uh, it's not traditionally bottled with sugar, and uh, is therefore yeah a spirit. And generally, yes, has an alcohol by volume of forty five to seventy four percent. Is that all? Mm, now that's. Just a, a little bit of a teaser for you before the next episode, so... Stay tuned until next week. Yes, do do be sure to uh, tune in. If you've got anything you want to tell us, then uh, talk to us on Facebook or uh, shoot us an email to... A good drop podcast at gmail.com. And uh, tell your friends. Make sure they listen as well, because then you can enjoy alcohol together. Sounds good to me. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers.